This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with the Thanksgiving week edition of the LISD Lowdown. I'm out at Estacado with Will Blaylock, whose Matadors take on Decatur at 1 p.m. Friday at Shotwell Stadium in the regional round of the 4A Division I playoffs. We sat here back in August. You talked about you wanted to, your guys to make sure they were busy during the holidays. Well, this is the first holiday. They're busy. So, step one complete for you guys. Yeah, that was one of our goals. Um, my head coach always taught us it ain't a good season if you ain't practicing on turkey day. And that was one of the things we preached about in the off season, And, you know, getting past the second round and, you know, practicing on Thanksgiving. These kids have heard about it, but they've never seen it because they weren't around when the Staccato did it last time. So as soon as the game was over with, you know, we took care of business against Canyon. That's the first thing I think uh, Delton Johnson was like, Coach, we got to practice on Thanksgiving. And and they've taken ownership of it, and they they they're appreciative, but they're not complacent. You know, they're they're happy that they've made it this far, but they're not done yet. They they still want to keep playing, and now their next goal is to be able to play into December. And you know, once you get into December, anybody can win it. So they've accomplished one box, but we still got a couple more we want to check off before we hang it up. So being able to practice on on Thanksgiving, you know, I got other coaches calling me saying, "Coach, we're gonna come by and check out practice." Or, I had a guy, one of my good friends, I said, man, what are you doing today? And I said, man, I'm on the field. And he was like, I hate you. Because he's, he's a great coach, but they unfortunately didn't make it this far. And it's a good feeling to be able to keep going and have a double-digit win season. And these kids may not, even some of our younger coaches may not appreciate it until they've coached for a while, but understanding how rare it is. There are a lot of really good coaches that have never won 10 games in a season or never been to third round for whatever reason. So you got to be appreciative and, and be thankful but we got, I think we still got some more left in us. Let's talk about how you got to double digits real briefly. Canyon made y'all work. They, <laughs> that was a that was a grind for three quarters. You guys had to. You talked a lot about their running game and how to contest it. And you'd seen other running games that have given you trouble. What finally kind of turned the worm in the fourth quarter? Our kids just kept fighting. We we knew. And everybody said I was crazy for playing a WT, playing against Canyon. And but I wanted our kids to get that college atmosphere to get what it's like to be in a big-time stadium. Because as you go deep in the playoffs, you're going to play in big-time stadium. And they just kept fighting. We didn't kill ourselves with penalties. You know, it almost was a blessing that we played Andrews earlier in the year. We saw the slot tee. Kane came out in the, in the old-school true tee with three backs in the backfield across. You know, that stuff you don't see anymore. Like, you can't YouTube that. You got to go find some cassettes and, and you know, real uh, cameras to get it. But they just kept fighting. You know, kept playing hard. We had a big stop uh, right before the half. They went for it. Yes. And our D-line bowed up. And that, that was a big swing because, you know, either they, if they take the three, they're up three, getting the ball back after the half with a chance to go up ten. Or if they get it, which is what happened to them in Wichita Falls High, they got it. And were able to kind of close the gap and then get the ball after half and, and go on and win that game. But when they didn't get it, that was a big momentum shift for us. And it may have been a blow to them that, crap, you know, we can't get in from three-yard line. But the kids fought. We knew we told them it's gonna be a heavyweight fight. You know, you just gotta keep jabbing and and you're gonna take some punches and you gotta keep giving them. And in the fourth quarter, you know, our, our kids. It was probably the first time since I've been there. I've seen them just raise up the bar in the fourth quarter. And you know, hats off to Canyon and Coach Winfrey. They hit us with everything. Like their their bag of tricks was empty when they left the stadium Friday. I've never seen that many trick plays, but I appreciate it because it gets us ready for everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And kids kept fighting, and then we broke one. They went four and out, 
and then we broke another one, and well now you're up two scores versus a team who's a run heavy team. Yep. They got they have to get out of what they want to do, and the second they had to go get and spread and, and truly try to throw the ball, that's more conducive to what we want to do defensively. So now we have, we can come out of our special packages and play our base stuff and let kids fly around, and they did a great job, you know, breaking up passes, getting to the quarterback. And then, of course, the last one to just, you know, C-minute, you know, go up 42-21, it was kind of like a sigh of relief, like, okay, I, we think we got this one. But you know, I was at the John Tyler playing O'Ease game in 94, so yep. I don't ever think it's over until the clock hits zero. But our kids, that they showed that resolve that we knew they had in them and we needed that moment. And they proved to themselves that they can go toe-to-toe with a, with a top 10, top 15 team on the road, hostile environment, and come out on top. And not that he had disappeared, but Bobby Ross kind of reintroduced himself to the world a little bit that night. Yeah, and, you know, crazy as it was, we only ran 33 plays on offense. They did a great job taking the air out of the football and keeping it away from us. So we knew we had to make every possession count. DJ Johnson did a great job controlling the game. He made plays when he needed to, but we did a great job not turning it over, not putting ourselves in bad situations. And, you know, we we told him after the game, we told Bobby, hey, you know, that's the kind of player we need all the time. And he had been been banged up, and we didn't tell anybody, you know, of course. And we finally got him back to 100%, and you saw the old Bobby Ross. I think he was 14 for like 180 or something. And then you still got James Bozeman, who first couple series, he comes out, he goes and gets a touchdown too. So I kind of look at it like a Lindell White, you know, Reggie Bush type situation. And then you got Sid Ross, who's the just comes in as a you know, Swiss Army knife. They can do it all. So those guys, those three in the backfield, plus the Voyer outside and, and D. Green showed up, you know, when we need him. He starts at corner, but we needed a play, and, and he runs the backside post, and D.J. hits him with a perfect pass. You know, those, those kids, they need those moments, and they, we told them in big moments your playmaker show up, and they did just that. And D.J.'s catalyst for it, leading it at the quarterback position, being a senior, you could just see the growth. And his, to me, his best play all night was a third and six, where he scrambles and he lays out to get the first down on the sideline to keep the drive going and we end up scoring. I'm like, that's selling out. Like, yeah, the, the touchdown pass was big. Some of his other things were big, but that play right there, you know, for what his team needed for him, and I think that was probably one of the biggest plays of the ball game. You know, I'm a Chiefs fan, so <laughs> when Patrick Mahomes runs and does something big to me, I love to watch the guy throw, but when he runs and finds a way to make something happen to me, that's where his extra value comes in. That sounds like what you just yeah. talked about. I mean, it's all good, you know, when it's pretty and you can sit in the pocket and throw it or you can hand it off and do what we do. But when it when it breaks down and, and you got to go make a play and you you know the situation and, you know, you, you sell your body out and, you, and he laid, laid out to go get that first down for his team, that's a big play. That's showing leadership. That's not being selfish. That's what you need from your quarterback. And, and that's why he's our quarterback. And, like, when he dove and he made it, I was like, we got a shot. Like, like he's playing, defense is playing hard, and you just you just watch the demeanor of our team. They never, even when Canyon scored, we never got down. It was never, oh, here we go or anything. It just they clapped it up. We got to make some adjustments. If we had to punt on offense, this is what we got to fix, and just kept it moving. So you switch gears now. You're playing Decatur, which sounds like they've got some similarities, dude, in terms of they played a tough schedule, took some losses but they also seem to be kind of hitting a stride right now. What can you tell me about them? Uh, great ball club. Stayed semifinalist for a reason last year, went 11-4. and four. Uh, They're kind of in a, in a similar space, you know, just on paper where they were last year. They play a really, really tough preseason schedule. 
with Anna and Alvarado. I think uh, Stevenville. Like they, they played some guys to get them ready for the playoff run, which is smart. Um, great running back in Palmer committed to TCU. Um, have a very talented receiver, uh, corner kid on 14. You know, Coach Huff has them rolling again. Uh, they're solid in everything they do. So they're not they're not overly complicated. They're not going to fool you with a lot of stuff. They're just good at playing football. And a lot of it goes through Palmer, but he's not the only weapon they have. You know, their quarterback can beat you with his arm or his legs. O-line is, is big and physical up front on defense. They're going to try to keep us in front of them and, and make us drive the length of the field. But they can play. And so just watching them on film, you know, we watched them last year, you know, even though we didn't get to play them, and then watching them this year, breaking them down, like this is a solid ball club. Like it's, it's hard to find a weakness. And I told our players, I said, you know, at this point in the year, you got 16 teams left. The teams who played for the state championship game last year are both at home. So somebody new is going to win the state championship. And everybody that's still playing deserves to be playing, including us. And that's what they have to understand. You deserve to be here. You've earned the right to be here. Not just go play. You know, there are no there are no more teams that people can say, ah, they probably shouldn't have made the playoffs or that team. Nope, all those are going home. Everybody left is solid. So we just got to go out there and play our style of football. But Decatur's good. You know, and they're the regional champs. And, you know, until you knock them off, they're the regional champs. So if we want to get keep playing and attain our goals, we got to go knock off the champs. One thing I like about the way the Texas playoffs set up is you got to see them play a team that you're familiar with last week. Mm-hmm. They, they had to beat Andrews, which you guys handled Andrews pretty handily. So when you look at the video, do you see some things that you look at and say, okay, we did this, they did this, we know we can kind of match up here and there? Yeah, and the crazy part, I think it was the same score. I think we beat Andrews 56-14, they beat them 56-14. So the same score because we run, you know, we're a little bit different schematically. And then when you play Andrews, it's different for your defense because you're not going to see a slot T anywhere else. So, But they handled it really well, similar to us, uh, forced turnovers, got them behind, and then once they get behind, you know, they're just not built to come back from that. But, you know, watching them, we, we kind of figured this was going to be our matchup in the third round, so we were kind of ready for it. But we know we got to go execute. We, we know they're going to bring it. You know, their season, their kids have been here before, so it's just not going to be a shock to them. Our kids, now we played in college stadiums, we played in big games this year. And I think it's going to be a heavyweight fight. You know, we're going to come out swinging, they're going to come out swinging, and whoever executes the best and limits mistakes is going to be the team that probably comes out on top. When I talked to your guys last week, the thing, one thing that struck me, I think it's, you have a cool mix of the young talent that's right there where everybody can see, but you've got some seniors who they don't want to, they're not ready to hang up their equipment yet. They they were sophomores when you guys lost in the first round a few years ago. Not you, but when yeah. Joe Cluley was here, and that was you could tell that night that was a shock to that that team system. So they went through that. They went through last year where they won the game and then they played well and a few mistakes got them. Now they're kind of on that roll. How big has this senior group been for you to get to this point? Oh, they they've been awesome, man. It's, like I said, it's twenty two of them. And they, they, you got a lot of characters on different personalities, but they play hard and they play for each other. And now the younger guys, you know, we talked about it, senior night, homecoming, like those big games. You want to send your seniors out the right way. And so our younger classes are like, you know, they know one day, hey, you're going to be a senior and it's going to come fast. You know, you want to make this last as long as possible. Because for some seniors, I mean, in all honesty, this will be the last time they put on a helmet. And so you want that, that memory to be a great one and, 
then like I said, they've achieved some good things this year. They put themselves up there with some team, good teams from Estacado, but they still want more. And that senior class is, you have some that, that are goofy and that are real laid back, and then you got some that are real serious and focused and locked in, and you kind of need that mix. <clears throat> Even on, on the buses, you know, you, you look at when we travel, you know, one bus, that's, that's our defensive bus, is very business, like Nate Order and Keyshawn, you don't say nothing. It's just their demeanor. Offensive bus is a little more relaxed. They still don't talk, but it's just a different vibe, and both of them work, and they work together. But th those seniors, I couldn't say enough about them, you know, behind the end and sophomores when I got here and believing in what we're doing. And now, you know, they're they're telling us, hey, Coach, we can make this check. Or, Coach, they're giving us this look. We can call X, Y, and Z. And that's growth. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then watching them police the team. You know, somebody will, may do something out of line, and it doesn't even get to the coaches. The, the captains and the players have already handled it. And that's what you want as a head coach. You want them to police themselves. You want them to take ownership of it because that mean, it means more to them. You get this, the rest of this week for sure. Why don't we plan on being here next week? That's the plan. Come back and talk again after those seniors kind of lead you into that next round. When's the last time Escazo been to the fourth round? I'm going to have to do some research on that. I know third, getting to the third round was 2019. Yep, that was a great team. Fourth round, might go back a little while. I'm, I'm going to do some research. I've, I've, I I know I'm, David I'm, Moody's kind of like the walking historian for yeah, Estacado. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll know. know. So, I know fifth round was 80, was uh, played in the state championship game. No, not got to be in the semifinals. I think okay. it was the early 90s, like 92. All right. 83 was the state finalist. Day. Okay, there we go. But fourth round, I don't know. There's some history there. You yeah. got you guys have a chance to reach for some. Yeah, and I told you you want to leave your name with those great teams that have come through here. You want to be able to come back and say, hey, when you, I said when you're an old fat guy like me and you got kids and you want to bring them back and say, hey, there was a time when Dad was in shape and we, you know, <laughs> this is what we did, and you'd be proud of it. So I think that's the legacy they're trying to leave. And Matadors try to take that next step at 1 p.m. Friday against Decatur at Shotwell Stadium. This is Randy Rosetto with HubCityPreps.com, and that's been the LISD Lowdown.